When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. It is Derek Ryan with the game-deciding goal in the shootout, and the Edmonton Oilers overcome a 2-0 first-period deficit to beat the Los Angeles Kings 3-2. So the Oilers have won four straight. They have won 15 of their last 21. They're now 17-15-1 on the season. Los Angeles now 28-5. Good game today. McDavid plays career game number 600. He gets a goal and an assist. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown with you for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. So they go through the shootout. Moore scores, McDavid scores, Kempe scores, Nuge scores, Grundstrom he was over the net. Dreisaitl stopped by Talbot. Kopitar can't beat Skinner. Glove side. And then they're showing the replay of the Kopitar shot. And I said, did you hear that, Rob? And you were like, what? I said, they just announced the next shooter. It's Derek Ryan. Not who I expected, but man, oh, man, he made it count. Well, apparently the coaching staff understood that D. Ryan is the guy that they want out there in a critical situation. Uh the coaches will see these guys in practice and they will do shootouts and they will have uh, competitions and to see who's capable of scoring under a little bit of pressure. Uh, there's a lot of times the guys that you think are not the best guys on shootouts. And there'll be guys that don't get their many opportunities on breakaways, but when you watch them in practice, like that guy scores every single time. And sometimes a coach will have just a hunch on the bench. He's like, okay, that guy's having a really good game. And when a guy's playing well, it seems like everything's going well for him. So if we get a chance in the shootout, and obviously the Oilers have their top three, maybe we'll go to Ryan. And they, as Derek Ryan said in the interview afterwards, he was told before the shootout that if they get to four, be ready. And it's one of those ones where you want, you don't want to surprise the guy, as he said he was surprised then. You don't want to shock him just before he's about to shoot. Say, hey, D. Ryan, get out there. Excuse me, seriously? Uh, he went out there and he looked, he looked professional. He looked like he'd scored before. Uh, there was no hesitation. He talked about he had a checklist of things that he looks for, and he, real, he thought that this is the move that would work. And then it's about executing. And you can have the best plan in the world when you're standing at center ice. But as you skate in, you've got to execute. And he did under big pressure. And the Edmonton Oilers get a, a, a big victory against a very good club. And they just continue the role that they're on right now. Yeah, it, it is interesting how you say there are players who can 
who maybe don't play a lot or mm-hmm. who are third or fourth liners who can make an impact in the shootout. I mean, we used to see Mark Letestu get a regular shot yep. for Edmonton. And, and don't forget McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins were all on those teams. And even Eberle was on yeah. the the team when Letestu first got here. And he and, he was usually a regular shooter. And Hendricks. We would Hendricks see him every once in a while and, yeah, get a chance, and had you know? good success. The thing is, a lot of those guys, you don't normally – see them get breakaways in hockey in games because they're just not that style yet they've got these moves that they they perfect just waiting for that one chance to be able to use it um and it's funny two points is two points but you could you could see the excitement after the game on the bench that it was Derek ryan that scored the goal now everyone would have celebrated after win whether it was hyman or evander kane or whoever normally would be in that spot but there was extra excitement because it was uh, an unheralded guy. It's a, uh, a guy that does his job each and every night and sometimes gets no, you know, not a lot of respect for it, but he, he, he comes to work every day and puts in an honest effort. And at the end of the night, when they're announcing the stars, he's not one of those guys you ever hear. So when a player like that goes out and does something special, uh, the bench... Uh, appreciates that and you could see the way they came off the bench it was normally half the guys or most of the guys go to the goalie some guys go to the game winning the entire team went to Derek Ryan so that was a nice moment 3-2 the Oilers win it in a shootout in terms of the game flow and we're going to get to Chris Knobloch right away here as well but there are, like I always say, there are two teams out there. Mm-hmm. LA's good. Give them credit for what they did in the first period. They grabbed a 2 nothing lead. They outshot Edmonton 11-2 and credit to Edmonton for waking up because I do. They were the better team over the final forty minutes, especially in the second period. <laughs> You're looking back on this one in its totality, though. I thought that was a disappointing first period for the Oilers. It was. It was. But again. LA's good, and LA came out and pushed. I mean, if you're an LA King fan, would you not be saying, I was really disappointed in the LA King second period? They got a 2 nothing sure. lead, yeah, and sure. they come out with that effort. Uh, the best part of it is it's a 60 minute game, and tonight's 65 minutes. Uh, withstand what the other team does and have your push. And the others came out in the second period. Again, leads aren't that important anymore. <laughs> they, they really aren't. It's a 2 nothing lead on home ice used to be an automatic win. But the way the rules are nowadays, you can't clutch and gla- grab. You There's going to be a lot of power plays. The others end up getting four tonight. Uh, it's not a physical game much anymore. There are going to be breakdowns and you're going to get your chances so when you get your chances capitalize and the Oilers the Oilers did and then both goaltenders played well so yeah it was it wasn't a great start for the Oilers but I mean at the end of the night who would you rather be the LA Kings who had a great start or the Edmonton Oilers had a great finish and I'm pretty sure most people would prefer the extra point yeah. that the Edmonton well, Oilers got but but I but I do agree I mean that's that's like you said and well Todd McClellan one of the phrases we borrowed from him you have 60 minutes to figure it out sometimes 65, yeah. sometimes 65 plus a skills competition. So that's what happened tonight for the Oilers. So, yeah, it didn't start great, but they certainly responded. Uh, they were outshot 11-2 in the first period, and then the final shots were 28-26 for the Kings. I think, so, I, and Bob actually injected, I think it actually got to 15-2 to to start the, the second period. I think the Kings had the first couple yeah, shots I think, in the second. I think it was when McDavid scored, I think it was 15-4. Because that was the the Oilers' fourth shot of the game. So, so yeah, so 15-3 at one point, and then the Oilers did play they better. They basically outshot them 21-10 the last 35 yeah. minutes of, of uh, regulation. So, yeah, the Oilers were able to turn it around and stick with it tonight, and a big part of that reason was Stuart Skinner, who 
stops 26 out of 28, made, even though he was beaten twice in the first period, made a couple big saves, even though Edmonton carried the play in the second, had to make a couple Mm -hmm. tricky stops, and then really just kept battling. And then even in the shootout, Okay, so it's like we talk about sometimes, well, there's a high-scoring game and a goalie says, well, i got to win the third period or, mm-hmm. or play the guy for the last 10 minutes. That's sort of what Skinner and Talbot were in. Okay, we, we, we didn't stop the first two, but I can still help my team win it here, and Skinner was able to do that. Well, it was one of those going into the third period, both goaltenders knew that one mistake was probably going to cost them the game because they were both playing well. They're so Skinner's looking down Talbot. The way he's playing right now, if I give up one, Talbot might not give up another. They played well, and I mean, I know that there was a, a lot of clamoring for a goalie change here. Uh, we get a lot of phone calls about Skinner not being a starter, that he's a glorified backup that's just playing. Uh, I, I said one time when they put in the other goal, you got to go with your your good goalie, and someone texted in, he's not a good goalie. I mean, but Skinner right now, what is he now? Ten and two in his last twelve games. He just beat the Rangers in New York. He just beat the L.A. Kings in L.A. and was very good in those hockey games. Stuart Skinner's playing very, very well right now and deserving of all the accolades that he's getting. They are getting solid goaltending, the Edmonton Oilers, on a nightly basis. And if the Oilers get solid goaltending between their power play and their star players, they should have a good chance of winning most hockey games because they are talented up front. Skinner will be our fourth star tonight for Jandell Homes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. The three stars picked in the arena. They got McDavid at number three, Kempe at number two, and Derek Ryan was picked as the first star. Well, when you win a hockey game, you deserve that. Actually, and it's funny, Derek Ryan... He scored the game winner in, in, in the, or what is it called, the game decider. Game deciding goal, Game yeah. deciding goal. He also was good in the hockey game and made a couple nice plays in the third period, drew a penalty in the third period. Uh, Derek Ryan, again, uh, in the minutes he's out there, you don't you can't control your minutes. You can control what you do on the ice in those minutes. Derek Ryan continues to put a positive spin on every shift that he has and was good in this hockey game. Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. Biggest showcase of that, especially after the 24-minute mark? Um, absolutely. Um, you know, in the first period, they, they wanted it more than us. They were prepared and um, won a lot of battles. We didn't have the puck very much. Uh, I don't think they made any... Um, the Kings didn't make any mistakes, couldn't get the puck back. Uh, and then um, we changed a little bit. Um, just were able to get pucks in the offensive zone and nothing fancy, just a little more simple. And we spent a little more time in the offensive zone and created some scoring chances. But uh, last 45 minutes, I was uh, very happy with our team. Maybe take us through the decision with going with Derek Ryan in the shootout and then ultimately burying his chance. Um, yeah, no, um, you know, I don't know these players very much uh, in the shootouts and this, that part of it. Uh, just going by um, recommendations with uh, Dustin and uh, Stewie and Gully. Obviously, they, these guys know these guys a lot more. I've seen them in practice, have had time doing shootouts, and um, just, yeah, it was nice to see. And we were debating on that last spot, but... Um, yeah, no, it's um, obviously he made us look pretty pretty smart making that decision. 
Connor said post game that he's a leader in this dressing room and his voice carries a lot of weight in the group. What are your first impressions in the first few weeks of uh, on the job of Derek Ryan? Well, I'm a little biased because of uh, where he went to school, obviously. But um, no, uh, the guys have a lot of respect for him, and the way he plays, very hard, and you know he digs in there, wins a lot of key faceoffs, especially on the penalty kill on the right side, and um, you know I think just does all those little things, not flashy and not the fastest guy out there, but a very smart hockey player and um, a player that coaches really appreciate. Uh, what's the latest on Banner Kane? Any chance he plays tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we 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 hope he has. Um, just a nagging injury, um, but uh, we certainly hope that he's available tomorrow. What can you say about the uh, the effort of Stuart Skinner in goal tonight? Yeah, no, he's been playing really well. Um, he made some really key saves, um, and uh, you know, in this, uh, trying to think about when those saves came, but. Um, composed, made the big saves, but also very impressed with him moving the puck. The puck play makes it so much easier for our defense, gets the puck into our forwards' hands, and if you've got a goalie there that's just jittery and not feeling confident, um, giving away, you spend a lot more time in the defensive zone. So obviously you see the big saves, but also as from the team standpoint, um, he's moving the puck out really well. So yeah, we're very happy with what he's given us. Thanks, Chris. A block after the Oilers beat the Los Angeles Kings 3-2 in a shootout. Yes, the former U of A Golden Bear player now coaching the Oilers picks the former U of A Golden Bear player now playing for the Oilers to shoot <laughs> the fourth round of the shoot. He made a quip about it, but uh, obviously a little more went into it than that. Well, but it's funny, and he talked about the, the fact that he talked to the assistant coaches, talked to the goalie coach, who scores in breakaways in practice all the time. And again, when players are practicing, it's like anyone that's listening right now, if you're a coach or a kid, makes always remember someone's watching at all times. So when you're out there, uh, do the do the right things because all of a sudden you know what hey this guy was really good in practice last week scored every time he had a breakaway let's put him in there and what he also did Derek Ryan he's now on the radar of the coaching staff we put him in a big moment in, in a game and he went out and delivered he executed so the next time we're looking for a guy to shoot in the shootout I mean they're going to look number 10 right away because he got it done in a big in his big opportunity so uh it was a good night. The Stars came to play, but also some other players. As we're seeing right now, the excitement level on the bench when Derek Wright scored was second to none. Yeah. 3-2 the Oilers win in a shootout. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvedmonton.ca. It was Connor McDavid's 600th career game. He gets a goal and an assist, and his goal is a memorable one. He actually tried the same play, well, less than a minute apart, less than 30 seconds apart, hits the crossbar on the first try, and then puts the second one in off Talbot's ear. Yeah, uh, the skill level in the National Hockey League is through the roof, and Connor would be at the top of that list. Uh, I've said it once, I'll say a thousand times, you have to teach goaltenders to play that differently now. The guys are too good. They can hit that. Connor McDavid, when he shot the puck, the puck was below the goal line. It was on the side towards the boards, and he 
Try putting it off the shoulder head of the goaltender. He hit it. It's wide open. Puck goes in the net. And he, again, you were right, Reed. He beat him twice. First time it was a crossbar, but the second time it went in the net. And the defenders did everything right. They forced Connor McDavid to shoot from below the goal line. They did their job. And there's too many. There's so many players nowadays that are trying that and are being successful. But it's just another weapon that Connor McDavid has, and frankly, turn the game into Edmonton's direction. Because up until that point, as you, the shots were 15 to three, that scored a goal, and the Edmontoners had some life, and were the better team from then on. Three-two, the Oilers win in a shootout, so it's their fourth consecutive victory. You're going to hear from Connor McDavid and from Stuart Skinner, and if you want to give us a ring, it's 780-496-0063. The hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Alex LaFrerier twisted in front. Rebound. What a save. Skinner. Magnificent. Robin Pierre Luc Dubois. Point blank with an empty net. And Skinner flashes leather. Good game by Stuart Skinner. 26 stops in regulation and overtime. Stops two out of four in the shootout as the Oilers beat the Kings 3-2. That was your save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Skinner ups his record to 14-9-1. Here he is. You were battling in the crease, but in the way that they responded, especially in that second period. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, I think that's the reason why we were able to, you know, slow the game down for ourselves. Um, And that's the reason why we were able to come back and, you know, get the win ultimately. Um, I thought in overtime there were some big plays. Nuji made a glove save on that wraparound, uh, which was pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, it's there. There's so many, so many big plays in there. So really proud of the resiliency in the group. In the first period, you had a few big saves, several big saves, especially early. Did you find that that was key to being able to build that momentum? Yeah, I think, I think anytime you're able to make a big save, I think it can, it can give our team some confidence. It can also slow the game down a bit, kind of let us uh, take a deep breath. And I think that that's what we were able to do. Um, and then uh, again, we were able to just, you know, stick with it, even though the first period maybe didn't go our way, uh, you know, through the through the whole 20 minutes. But being able to come back and you know, just calm down and know that we got this was uh, was huge. Did that one diving blocker save kind of take you back to Riverbend growing up in Edmonton playing road hockey? <laughs> road hockey? I don't know. Cause r- r- maybe, actually, yeah. I, I think uh, when I was playing road hockey, I didn't know how to play goalie, so I was swimming a lot. But, um, yeah, it, uh, it actually reminded me of a save against Tampa Bay. Uh, knowing Going into the third period, kind of remembering what happened and uh, knowing that I learned from those uh, those mistakes. So it was actually uh, something that reminded me of, uh, you know, staying ready. Go ahead. Ho-hum, another goal and an assist for Connor. Like, the greatness he has, does it just kind of get routine seeing it night after night? Uh, I see it, yeah. I mean, we, we see it every day. Um, it's He's obviously an incredibly special player. Um, I'm, uh, I really like how he 
how he's been leading us. Um, I think that's uh, that's something that you know isn't thrown out there uh, you know a ton. And I think the way that he is in the room with the guys, I think that's that's a big part of uh, the reason why he is the way that he is. Um, so there's a lot more to his greatness. So just talking about your form right now, I mean, you're 10-2 and two in your last 12 starts. Was there a turning point for you personally this season that you kind of had to overcome in, in order to see the success you have now? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I can't really point you out exactly the moment, um, but that's kind of, I think just being able to stick with it and persevere myself individually uh, was really big for myself. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that goes into it, um, seeing that, uh, seeing gratitude um, instead of thinking about all the bad things that that's happening in your life, you know, thinking about your family and that you got lo- loved ones with, with you at all times. So that really helped me a lot. Um, and obviously being around this group, you know, the guys never lo- lo- haven't lost faith in me. Uh, they believe in me and that's been a, a huge reason why I'm still able to, you know, have confidence in myself as well. Thanks, 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 Happy New Year. Finds the flat is the winning goaltender tonight, Stuart Skinner. Yeah, how much? Uh, I don't know how, how much diving around can you do in road hockey. I guess if you got some <laughs> gear on, like when I played road hockey, like you usually just your stand-up goalie. Every, every guy would take a turn in net, and and you'd hope the puck hit you. Well, you hope that you didn't or use the, a puck. Or the tennis ball. Yeah, you hope the you ten, didn't use a tennis ball. I'm yeah. not sure how tough you your neighborhood a, you might, was. You might have a baseball glove. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't have pads. In Reed's yeah. neighborhood, they used real pucks. We used tennis no, balls. Or, well, I, or I think sometimes we didn't have a goalie, but you had to be within a certain distance of the net and you had to shoot it like you had to hit or you'd put something in the net that you had to hit but yeah you, it was you, always you, fun there's always some flop around too much and no there's always some kid that would walk out in the goalie equipment it would take him like 10 minutes <laughs> to get like, from the house to the the thing and then he decides five minutes in he doesn't want to play goal anymore and you got to take all the stuff off and everyone's yelling at him and uh yeah Stuart Skinner uh, excellent hockey game tonight and he's on a, a hell of a roll right now given the Oilers the quality starts though we probably will not see him tomorrow night we'll probably see Picker tomorrow night and hopefully he'll continue his uh good play in net where he's given them some solid starts 3-2 the Oilers win in a shootout tonight so another 17-15-1 I'll update the standings here in a couple of minutes congratulations to Colleen she gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card excitement bet on it in our set the line competition I just set the line modestly at 5.5 for the total goals in this game it's a 3-2 game so she get, gets the under and wins it well it's, it's really only 4 goals were scored yes true so well, final score, yeah. Okay. But I think know. they do final score in real casinos, which we are not one, by the way. <laughs> if people are thinking of wagering with us, that would be a bad idea. Well, well it depends. Our, the house usually wins, so we might go <laughs> well, home with yeah, some money in our pocket. That's a fair comment. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Sean on the line. Sean, go ahead, please. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, it's always a better night when the owners win anyways, but... I've been listening to Jack now for ever since he's been uh, calling the games. And I don't know what he means by off the schneid. Can you tell me what he means by it's, that? It's like you got to get out of a slump. Off the schneid. But he uses it, uh, oh, God, I, I, I guess. I, I just had to think about that. But I Yeah, off the schneid. I even looked up, the, the according to the Internet, the official meaning of off the schneid is to break a scoreless, hitless, or winless streak. Really? So you yes, the, if the, so that it's not good to be on the schneid. <laughs> you want to get really? off the schneid. 
is is that from the U.S. or where's that from? Uh, well, I mean, honestly, you... I don't. I I knew I knew of the phrase before Jack yeah. started using it a lot. Okay. Yeah, I remember uh, hearing well, I it as a kid, even. Yeah, I agree. I, I certainly never heard Rod Phillips say it, but. Uh, no, yeah, I don't think. Fun. Yeah, I, I've heard it though, so oh, it's okay. it's fun. So okay, so now I know what it means, right? Uh, and I and I and I listen to most of the games on the radio, so I don't get to see uh, if a guy's in a slump. So I have to watch more games. Well, yeah, it could be confusing. You were like, like, is there something on his skates, like a slimy <laughs> substance? That's the Schneid. No, he's I, trying to get off of. <laughs> actually, I was thinking it was off the face off. Uh, that's the only thing I can make. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, it's just being in a slump or some kind of bad, bad run. Yeah. So I got one more question for you. I don't know if you guys can answer it, but uh, you know, I I would like to see uh, teams be able to offer any player half of what their market value is and put some bonuses in there. So if they don't work out, they still got room in the salary cap. You know, uh, i.e. Campbell or whoever. Yeah. Uh, well, the Players Association will never go for that's, that. That's the, probably a lot of owners and managers would like that as well. Brown. Well, Brown's money is next year. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, we get asked about that uh, occasionally, but I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I mean, there's uh, you got to remember the, the employees want guaranteed money. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't, don't put a gun to the owner's head when they give the contract, so... Yeah, there was. I, I know. I, I know our buddy. We haven't heard from him in a while. Sirius Gord used to say that when you negotiate a player's salary, you should just be okay. Connor, you're always going to make ten percent of the salary cap, right? As opposed to well, you're going to make twelve and a half. You know that the player would always get a, a percentage of whatever the team's cap is. That would be an interesting way to do it. But again. Players would sooner know I'm I'm getting this. I, I know I'm going to get this. No well, the problem what. the problem if you do it that way, you make a trade. What if you trade a guy that's making two percent for a guy that's making five percent? Well, I guess that, that would be just another way to yeah. negotiate. Yeah, you'd have to figure out. No, they'll they'll never. I mean, the the players bargain for the way that the salaries are mm-hmm. and the way that they their contracts work. And they will not be giving that back ever. Yeah. The guaranteed contract is here to stay. I guess the closest thing they have is you can buy out a yep. player. So, but even then, part, he's getting part, some money. Part of and part of it is on the still on your yes. cap, right? So, I guess that's kind of the concession the players made, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. I I don't think we'll ever, at least not in hockey. I mean, I think the NHL is uh, is one of the more powerful unions of yep. the big four. One hundred percent. When when there's a, a strike or a lot, they stick together, stand together, and the only way you can win or get what you want is you have to stay together as a group and the players union has always done that. Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. Fiala on the power play. Kempe 5-on-5 in the first period. McDavid on a power play. Dreisaitl 4-on-4 in the second period. No scoring in the third. Derek Ryan gets the game deciding goal in the shootout. So the Oilers went 1-for-4 on the power play. Rob, for Conlon Motorsports to help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. So that's better than the rest of the league has done. Because the Kings penalty killing is... uh, 87% 87% at the start of the night. So for the Oilers to uh, ding them for one out of four, uh, actually is better than most teams. Well, and, and you also look at the fact that the 
Kings killed off a five on three when I mean that could have been the end of the game for the Kings. They the Oilers tied it up two two. They had a f- five on three, an extended five on three that if they score one or two going into the third period, they're leading by a couple possibly, and the Kings were able to kill it off. And then in the third period, uh, I mean, normally when the Oilers get a power play late, later in a third period of a tie game, that's usually the game winning goal. So the Kings power play was good and. I think they'll be pretty happy with the fact that the only goal that was scored against them was one that was shot from behind the goal line, and it was a, an odd goal. So the Kings' penalty killing was good. Uh, again, this was a, a very good hockey club, and uh, the LA Kings, and it was a very good hockey game. And the Edmonton Oilers uh, stole two points in a tough barn, and those two points will go a long way for them jumping back into the playoff picture. With three goals tonight... James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Fills the net with $300 to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. They give 100 bucks every time the Oilers score. We have Richard on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Richard. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Is it okay if I'm on speakerphone? Uh, yeah, we can hear you. We'll tell you if it fritzes out. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, remember the Sears catalog where you could buy the goalie pads? <laughs> Actually, I remember guys that used to use Sears <laughs> the Sears catalog as goalie pads. I played goal for 11 years up in Fort McMurray, right? And, and But everybody always switched out the goalie pads, the, the cheap ones that you bought. Yeah. But uh, absolutely, uh, goaltending goal has been really, really good. Uh, I'm still scared. Uh you know, uh, like Skinner's uh, uh, definitely pulling his weight, uh, but I'm, I'm I'm still scared about it. Uh, what do you What do you guys think? Do you know anything? Like, well, first of all, I, I always knew the Oil Barons might be a shady organization. So if they had you for 11 years, that's a long junior career. <laughs> um, I, I never I never said that. I oh, okay, that. I got the team wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think well, the Oilers are looking for a goaltender. There's no doubt about it. The kind of name of the we the the name seems to change weekly. Yeah, but they're not looking for someone to supplant Stuart Skinner. They're oh, looking, supplement. They're yeah. They're looking for someone to help them. Uh, they're looking for a backup. Uh, Stuart Skinner is who they believe is their goaltender. And pardon? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right for sure. So uh, they have they believe in and Stuart Skinner is a goalie. And uh, right now, the way he's playing, uh, there should be belief in him. He's played very, very well. Now, again, uh, come playoff time, uh, he was okay last year in the playoffs, uh, struggled a bit, was pulled a few times. They will need better than that this year. But he's, the one thing about Stuart Skinner, he says every time he has an off night, he learns from it. He becomes a better goalie his because of it. Hand, so his puck handling is getting better. It's getting better. It's not, It's funny. Campbell was a better of the puck puck handlers. Actually, Calvin Pickard is quite good at moving the puck. But Skinner is better. I can't remember. I can't remember a play this year where he turned it over. Where last year there was a handful of ones where there were miscues. So nope. Stuart Skinner's playing very well as is the entire other team. Three two. The Oilers win it in a shootout. We also have Sir Robert on the line this evening. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey guys, how you doing? Good. Well, I mean, obviously, I think, uh, I mean, I think like most people, we're not, uh, uh, you know, uh, not exactly thrilled at the start. I mean, first period they were, well, I mean, nothing sort of flat. Got outshot eleven two. I mean, frankly, I think they were lucky. They were only down two. They could have been. I mean, 
And, uh, I mean, you know, if it wasn't for Skinner, they could have been down three or four after the first. But Skinner, I thought, just, you know, he did what he had to do to keep him in it. And then, uh, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, obviously, I feel like uh, I feel like the one difference with this team is that, uh, that like, uh, is that, like, before, like, when they were losing at the start of the year, like, when they would get behind, you would almost you would almost think, okay, you know, I mean, you know, like how are they going to find a way to lose this time? Whereas to now it's like, you know, they're, you know, like the kind of, you know, like if they get behind, there's not that they kind of look like that team from before that like, you know, they're like, they fall behind, but they don't panic, but they don't panic. They just stick to their game and they chip away and then they find a way. So, well, I think that's the thing, sir, Robert is there. Appreciate you calling. They're calmer. Right, like they're, and and, you're, and he's right. This how many games early in the season got either a got out of hand, eight one, mm-hmm. and a couple others that were bad, or maybe the score wasn't that bad, but you never really felt like they were going to rally. And now they they they've calmed down and they're and they're sticking with it. Well, they, they have belief, uh, and they should have belief. They're good. This is a good hockey club that. Uh, to me, uh, this Oiler team, if they're within two going into the third period, they have a, a good chance of winning the game. They've got uh, the best, well, will be, I believe, by the end of the year, the best power play in the league again. And they've got the two best players. So uh, this is a different team than we saw in the first 11. That was a blip. That was an aberration. That's not the team that this is. This The team we see now is the team that everyone expected. Um, they put themselves behind the eight ball, but by season's end, they'll be playing in the playoffs, and they will not be a team that they could be. They might end up being a wild card team, and you are you win your your division, and all of a sudden you get an Edmonton Oilers team in the first round. That is not what you're supposed to get if you win your division. But the Oilers are now going in the right direction, and the way they're playing each and every night that they start the game, I feel it's their game to lose. I just I feel that every game they play now, they are good enough to beat any team in the National Hockey League, and they're getting the good goaltending. They're getting quality play throughout their lineup. Uh, it's fun to watch. All right, the Oilers take it three-two in a shootout. We'll get to a couple more phone calls, and you'll also hear from Oilers captain Connor McDavid. You're listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Face off left side of Talbot. Try subtle one at Cleveland. Bouchard walking the line. High slot Nugent Hopkins. McDavid, side of the net, and he scores! Off of Talbot, and off the back of the pipe. That went off of Talbot's shoulder, and then caught him in the back of the mask, and goes in. Power play goal, Connor McDavid in game 600. He's got his 13th of the year, and the 896th point of his career. Yeah, that was the amazing power play bank shot by McDavid. He also had an assist tonight. He also had a shootout goal as the Oilers beat the Kings 3-2 tonight for their fourth consecutive victory. Here's number 97. Every time we're in this building, it feels like the exact same game, you know, just rinse and repeat. I mean, it's uh, it's the same game over and over again, and we know that, and um, it's a grind. They're a great team, and, and uh, I thought we did a good job of just hanging in there. Obviously, we didn't like our first period, and just kind of talked about hanging in the game, and 
sticking around, and I thought we did that all night. How key was that resilience coming into the second period, being able to respond in the way that you did? Yes, with a couple goals, but also holding them throughout the entire rest of the game. Well, I thought our second period was really good. You know, um, obviously we got ourselves back in the shot clock game. Not that that really matters, but you know, we, we were, you know, majority of the play was in their end, and found a way to score a couple goals and gave our goalie a bit of a rest. He was, uh, you know, stellar in the first period and you know made some huge saves throughout the night. Um, and then I thought the third period was kind of back and forth, and you know could have gone either way. And happy to uh, to get a win here. When you see, sorry, Tony, when you see Stu performing the way that he did and how much he kept you guys in that game, does that add momentum to the rest of the group? Well, he certainly gives us confidence. Um, you know, when we see him playing his game like that, um, you know, he kind of gave us time to get ourselves into the game. You know, we had a real slow start, and um, when he's playing like that, we you know just know we can build the game. And um, thought we did that tonight. Did you guys make any changes systematically or? Effort? wise in terms of after being outshot 16 or two that ultimately turned the table here I thought it was all I thought it was all effort based like you said you know obviously they play a, a unique uh, a unique style of game um, you know and um, you know when you're not prepared to play that way um, it could make for a long night and obviously we saw that in the first 20 and then I thought we did a good job of um, not being denied and and uh, and upping our work ethic and keeping it a little bit simpler and, you know, playing more into the game that they want to play. And we're comfortable playing that game, too. We've showed that time and time again. I know DR has seen some success in the practices in the shootout. What's it like seeing him score a big goal? I was, I was thrilled to see him score that. I was thrilled. Uh, obviously a big goal. You know, it was his birthday yesterday as well. You know, big 37. So, um, <laughs> you know, just uh, happy for him. You know, he's a guy that uh, brings it each and every single day. You know, never, uh, never complains. Just... You know, does his job and, and his thing every single day. He's a leader in this room. He really is. His voice carries a lot of weight, and um, he means a lot to this group. So that was a, a big goal. It's four straight wins, 14 or 15, I think, out of your last 20 or 21. Did you feel like if you just stuck with it, eventually things would turn around? Um, you know, obviously, we it was a tough start. Um, no, <laughs> no question about that. But we felt like our game was getting there, and you know, um, we felt like it was right at the right at the cusp there when we made the coaching change. And obviously, we've uh, been able to play some good hockey um, and string some wins together. You mentioned when you walk up, game number six hundred, also assist five eighty one. I know you're not real hung up on statistics. Most guys aren't, but. Uh, in their first 600 games, only Mario, Wayne, and Bobby Orr have more. It just thoughts on uh, being once again mentioned in that elite company. Yeah, anytime you're mentioned with those guys, it's uh, you're doing something right. Um, those are three of the game's very, very, very best. Um, you know, so to be with that company um, obviously means a lot to me. You know, it's not lost on me what what that means, and um, you know, it's a special special group. Thanks. 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 That is Connor McDavid helping the Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout over the Los Angeles Kings tonight. Before we get to a couple calls here, I just want to update the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Predators still in a wild-card spot. 3-2 shootout win over the Caps. Hurricanes beat the Leafs 3-2. Kaprizov injured as the Wild lose 4-2 to the Jets. Bruins take down the Devils 5-2. Sabres over the Blue Jackets 3-2 in overtime. Rangers beat the Lightning 5-1. Penguins beat the Blues 4-2. Panthers over the Canadians 4-1. Oil Kings lost in overtime 4-3 to Victoria, but five out of a possible six points for the Oil Kings so far on their seven-game road trip. Jack Campbell, 31 saves. Bakersfield wins 4-2 in San Jose. 
The Raptors uh, made a big trade and uh, then allowed the Pistons to end their 28-game losing streak, Detroit winning at 129-127. Rob and I had the sound off. Uh, We have two big TVs here in the studio. Dallas beat Detroit 2019 in the NFL. Detroit got a touchdown, what was it, 23 seconds left, I think, and went for two. For the win. They got it. They threw a pass to an offensive lineman who he says, and Detroit says, he reported as an eligible receiver. The refs say he didn't. And so it was flagged, and it didn't count. They got pushed back to the seven, went for two again. It was intercepted. Dallas was offside, so now they're back up to the three and a half. Went for two again and win it, and it was an incomplete pass. Dallas won. But for what I'm seeing online and reading, it sounds like the refs Made a mistake. might have screwed that up and not uh, had the right player. Well, recording. you and I watched the replay, and it looked like he went in. He was yelling at the ref, I'm, they're going to throw it to me. They're going to throw it to me. But uh, it was pretty exciting end of the game, though, is instead of going for the tie and going into overtime, they decided to go for it all and try to win it, and unfortunately it didn't work out for the Lions. All right, we got Rick on the Certainty Hotline. Good morning, Rick. Go ahead. Oh, good afternoon, gentlemen from uh, Perth, Australia. Oh, thanks for calling. <laughs> oh, good, man. Enjoy, enjoy your call. Um, just a couple of things. Uh, goaltending up, the backing skinner doing a great job. I think you see how to hold us in there. And also, I just think, uh, just want your opinion on uh, down the track, bringing up uh, Rob Reed from the uh, AHL. I think we need to have that steady backup goaltender. Another one with Pickard, but I think we need to put our options out there because he's hot in the AHL at the moment. So that's, that's the thought. And also, on the penalty, man, that, that was such a dive. Sorry. He didn't elbow. He came on the ice, Kempe. Well, <laughs> I, I don't I, think I, it was a dive. It wasn't I, a dive. It I, may I, have been inadvertent. It I might not have been a penalty. penalty. I don't think it was a penalty. But uh, Kempe went down. He was hurt. He left the game and didn't finish the period. So uh, the, the problem, and Reed and I talked about it, the ref sees right away he just sees the live and live he saw can't be come on and get drilled when you watch the replay mm. you can see that it was inadvertent and that uh lavoie did not intentionally hit him but the referee only sees it in quick time real time and he saw the player get hit and go down i had no problem with the ref calling it um but mm. i don't can't didn't dive he he was hurt and uh they lost him for the rest of the period uh, but it, it probably it shouldn't have been a call. It was two guys that bumped into each other, and the ref just saw it from a bad angle. Oh, that, that, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And then uh, street, street hockey back home, you always had to make sure you got your goalie, mate. Always had to have your goalie, and you played with the orange ball. <laughs> right, yeah. 100%. Those orange balls in the winter here get really, really hard, and they hurt. <laughs> we got, we, we've learned well, we do. have a fair chunk of listers from Australia, Rick, so we're glad to find out we have another well, one. Thanks, man. No, 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 you definitely do, boys. We uh, we follow here the expats, a uh, few, few mix like uh, Canadians and uh, Americans. They're definitely following uh, the, our Oilers from here in, uh, in Australia. Right on. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. 3-2 Thanks, Oilers Happy win in a shootout. Four-game winning streak for Edmonton going into Anaheim. Well, now later today. Uh, final phone call of the night. We'll go to Chris. We're still going to hear from Derek Ryan, by the way. We'll, we'll go to Chris on the line. Hey, Chris. Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Uh, well, you know, just a couple of things I wanted to talk about. First off, uh, uh, first off, beautiful goal and finish by McDavid for hard to believe it's already been 600 games he has played. It does not feel like it. I don't know how you guys feel the same way, but, uh, not sure where the time goes at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean, it truly is always amazing to watch him. Like even in 600, it's still, uh, 
it's mesmerizing at times to watch. But uh, the bigger one to talk about though is uh, is Skinner tonight. You know, it's uh, quite it's quite impressive, really. The the bounce back it seems like he had ever since that uh, that road game against Carolina, I believe it was, where he got pulled in that. Like he only had one bad game in that stretch, and that was against Tampa, where he owned the the loss for it. He's bounced back in a big way that you would expect your goalie to be. And it'll be interesting to see where the team still goes because, like, you know, Tigger's not costing them games. You're not sure still yet what's going to happen with Campbell. I know he's probably going to still be down there. Rod Riggs playing really well. I do wonder if they give him a chance maybe later in January. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I look at before the series or before the uh, All-Star break, they have like a series against a few home games against like Columbus and Chicago. You yeah. wonder if maybe they, hey, there's a chance you give him a chance and to see in those games. And hey, maybe if he can perform well, I know it'd be a lot to ask, but maybe there's a chance he plays a couple of games. You know, he plays really well and maybe he can hold his own. And hey, maybe yeah. he okay. can be your goalie answer. And then you got two homegrown goalies. But. Here, here's my question to you, though. If you're an Oilers fan, do you want to go into the playoffs and your goaltending tandem is Stuart Skinner and Olivia Rodrigue? Would you feel comfortable if that's your goalie, t- goalie tandem? Uh, well, I mean, it is, it is a very it's the biggest question mark of the uh, of your season, no question. But I think considering the play of Rodrigue, I think you give him maybe the chance to see if he can sink or swim, and then come February before the deadline. That can be your. I think it, it, it'll make it easier, maybe to just make a decision of like, okay, we do need to go get a goalie, or hey, maybe we can stay with uh, Skinner and any other Rodrigue or Pickard. I don't know. I can't answer that question, but that's just my guess. But I think you just give it a chance and you exhaust your options first before I think you make the goaltending trade. I think it's going to come regardless. I, I think, Chris, the, the the good point I think you're making is you, you use the term homegrown solution. Mm-hmm. And, and, Rob, you make a good point as well. Are you nervous if that's the goaltending tandem? <laughs> well, it depends how Rodrigue plays. I mean, if he comes up and is a 920 goalie and goes 15 and 5, then you're probably well, thinking, great. If he's playing 20 or, games or down whatever. the stretch, you're in, yeah. there's something else went wrong. Yeah, but. Uh, then that's the thing with the Oilers, right? When they were, especially when they were bad, you know, draft picks that didn't pan out, mm-hmm. trades that didn't pan out, but and certainly not enough homegrown talent was often one of the chief problems. So I, I think, yeah, I, I'd like to see him get a look in the NHL. You know, I'm not saying, oh, let's bring him up and start him three out of five games. Bring him up, oh, yeah, no, give, give him a game, oh, no, and, and no, let's, let's see how he that. does. You know, I think you have to, and they have done it, like I was saying to Bob yesterday on his show, they have done it. Yamamoto came up midseason. DeHarnay came up midseason. I mean, Vinny's not a star. but No, but they, they came they up because the team was struggling. So right now the team's not struggling. That's the difference. Yamamoto Vinny didn't come up when they were struggling. Were they not struggling? They had injuries. That's why Vinny came up. They didn't. They didn't just say, "Hey, well, let's give this guy a chance to play at this level." There was injuries. You're, you're saying uh, I'd, I'd have to go back. Yeah, you're saying right they now they weren't a crappy team last year. No, but Yamamoto yeah, was. But Vinny came up with injuries. You're, you're saying, "Hey, we're gonna get rid of this Pickard, who's actually done pretty good for us." 
and we're going to give this guy a chance when we're playing very, very well. I'm well. not saying get rid of Pickard. Well, you'd have to send him to the minors. Yes. Yeah, so you'd well, be I'm getting saying, rid of I'm not saying you're casting him off. And well, you're sending him, him to the minors. I'm if, saying you Trust can, me, I'm as if I'm as a player, if I get sent to the minors, you're getting rid of me. 100%. No player's ever gone sure, to the minors but, but, and said. Okay, well, if you want to look at it that way, then Rodriguez is more valuable to the long-term future of the Oilers than... Yeah, Pick, Pick. but right now, you're not looking at long-term future of the Oilers. You're looking at this season. This is, as their players have said, this is a cup or bust season. Right. So do you want to go into the playoffs with a, an unproven National Hockey League goaltender and a guy that's in his second season? Or would you prefer a little bit more experience if things go sideways in the playoffs? So that's uh, the the Oilers need to make a move, decide, make a decision before February, because in February they start playing every second night with a lot of back-to-backs. They cannot run Skinner as much as they've been running him come February. So you have to have a plan in place of what you want. Now I don't know, maybe Rodriguez the plan, but I mean, I, bottom line is I'd like to see him play an NHL game. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe it happened, maybe it won't. I mean, Pickard's been well and done well and given them a chance and he's a veteran guy and I think that's one of the things you like about him nothing's really going to phase him because he's been here before and I think Pickard will play later today against Anaheim it is actually you're right it is later today although it's not later today in Anaheim not in Anaheim in California true alright Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout Derek Ryan got the game deciding goal you'll hear from him next Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. And they'll call upon Derek Ryan. Bob, what's he doing? He's going to sell it deep and he's going to go to his forehand. Derek Ryan to win the game. One of four career in shootouts. Ryan with speed, shoots and scores! Low glove! Derek Ryan in round four wins it for Edmonton! Three to two in a shootout! Yeah, the Oilers outlast the Kings tonight. The Oilers badly outplayed in the first period. Down 2 nothing after one. Got it going. Tied it up with goals from McDavid and Dreisaitl in the second period. And then the uh, four-round shootout. Kopitar was stopped by Skinner. And then Ryan roars in and wins it. Here he is. When you step into your greatness, can you just take us through when you get that tap to go out for the, the shootout? Yeah. Uh, Nobber just looked at me and said I was going. So um, just tried to... Tried to settle down a little bit and uh, make my reads and go through my checklist on the on the way in and found a hole. A little bit of a belated birthday present for yourself, of course, celebrating your birthday yesterday and now yeah. being able to capitalize on that today. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten lots of birthday love, so that's kind of nice. Uh, guys have treated me well and uh, feels good. Uh, Derek, uh, your team obviously down 2 nothing after the first period. You guys were outshot 16-2, 24 minutes into this hockey game. What was the reason or the difference here? What what allowed you guys to kind of turn the tide at the four-minute mark in the second period? Um, yeah, I don't know if there was a, a distinct point, but I definitely think that through the first part of the game, uh, the neutral zone was a, a speed bump for us. Um, their 1-3-1 was, was stymieing us. We weren't able to get pucks back on the four-check. Uh, we were turning it over in the neutral zone. So I think once we started rimming pucks and, having a little more structure and then winning battles down low in their zone. We got some pucks back, created some offensive zone time and subsequently created some momentum and built the game from there. 
That is Derek Ryan, game-deciding goal for the Edmonton Oilers. So they've won four straight up to 17-15-1 on the season. They'll try to add another victory to the total later on today when they visit the Anaheim Ducks. 4.30 for the face-off show. Game at 6 on 6.30 Ched, presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. Get more on this game on 6.30Ched.com or globalnews.ca. Thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening. I'm having Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland 4 overtime open line.